from Miami, Florida. Day two of Bitcoin 2021. Very exciting and we are ready to rock. Before we head down to that convention center, we wanted to give you a look at the headlines that's cracking, what to look forward to, and what you might have missed so far. We have what Binance CEO and former comptroller of the currency Brian Brooks made headlines with from the main stage. Former Congressman Ron Paul arguing for what we all should have the right to do, but don't. Freedom! And uh, big news from Texas, as the governor himself has spoken on the future of crypto in the great state. Yes, sir, it is time now for the world of cryptocurrency news in 15 minutes or less. And I'm not a financial advisor. Veteran newsman Gavin Dawson, welcome in to the CDN. Please hit that like and sub on the way in. If you haven't, we sure would like it. We also want to salute our friends at Blockchain Radio who are running our reports this weekend. Thanks, guys. Blockchain.radio, where you can find 24-7 news analysis and blockchain talk. Okay, let's take a look at the Coin360, get a good look at what's going on with the cryptos. 35.9 for Bitcoin, Ethereum at 26.5. Doge is up a little. Decent amount of green and red. Fairly balanced day across the world of cryptocurrency. Let's take a look at some winners. Who's stacking dubs? Solana up 13%, looking pretty good up there. 40.75, Theta up 12%, sitting at 9.45. T-Fuel rocking, Theta Fuel sitting there 23% over the 24-hour period. Point, uh, 47 there, 47 cents. Amps up uh, 24%, looking good at 4.5 cent. About some losers though, Nano, Leo Token, Decred. They're taking on small losses over the 24-hour period. Nothing big to worry about. But speaking of that, what about the biggest loser? This week's Burnt Biscuit Award. Who's holding the biggest L of the seven-day period? It is a damn shame. Nothing sadder than a plate of burnt biscuits. It's actually a really cool project that's getting whooped. Helium, HNT, something you might want to check out if you have it. It's a distributed internet network, down 26% to 1447. I'm checking it out though. Looks like a really fun project to be involved in. You get a miner, which is a small block, kind of looks like a Rubik's Cube actually, but it's not. You just plug it into the wall and it's a really cool piece of blockchain technology that also serves as a distributed internet network piece. You plug it in for about $300. It will also mine helium tokens for you. Check it out. Yeah, let's get them back pumping. How about BTC dominance? Because where Bitcoin goes, everything flows. We're sitting at 42.11. Clearly still altcoin season. You can see that in the action. How about Bitcoin fear and greed index sitting at 24? People still very nervous. And why not after, you know, the Thursday to Friday dump? I tell you what though, here in Miami, fear and greed Sitting at about 90. Oh, these people want it all. People are walking and talking like it's back in the mid-60s, testing all-time highs. It has been a lot of fun down here. Alrighty then. Let's hit you with some crypto news you can use. News teamers. Bitcoin 2021 Conference Miami. Here's what you missed so far. Headline from Cointelegraph.com. have a few of our favorite takeaways as well. We have some uh, video that we grabbed. Uh, how about we start with Binance U.S. CEO Brian Brooks. He had a long career as a banker, just finished up a stint working as the USA's comptroller of the currency. He had a great line. Okay, if you've never worked in a big bank, if you've never worked in a giant mortgage investor, you have no idea how bad the problem is. And so five or six, seven years ago, 
I discovered FinTech, and I thought, oh, FinTech is awesome. It can shorten the mortgage cycle time from 70 days to 30 days, or it can lower the cost from 100 basis points to 50 basis points. And then I had the realization that some of that is just putting lipstick on a pig. You know, these are incremental improvements in a system that is fundamentally broken. And that's when I discovered Bitcoin and networks. And what Bitcoin shows is that the future is not going to be built on giant single points of failure. The future is going to be built on networks like we all learned 25 years ago with the original internet. And that's when I realized we should stop trying to incrementally improve a system that really cannot fundamentally be fixed. It needs to be replaced. That's what Bitcoin's about. All right, an incredible ally joining the space in, in Mr. Brooks. And a, really a key for any successful industry, get people who used to work inside the government working for you. Navigate that space real good. And he's helping a lot, especially over there at Binance. Okay, Michael Saylor, we had audio from him yesterday. He's celebrating an anniversary of sorts. Big Mike saying, I realized I first bought Bitcoin one year ago yesterday. And so this is the end of my rookie year. Rookie of the year, I'd say. You know when you first get into crypto, it's all you can think about for a period of time. Maybe it doesn't stop for you. Uh, I don't know. But imagine that happening while you have hundreds of millions of dollars and a world-class financial resume. Then you'd be Mr. Saylor. Nearly 100,000 Bitcoin accumulated already. And we're probably not too far from his next buy. Meanwhile, Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey had a very interesting quote. Cointelegraph pulled that for us. Uh, Internet needs a native currency. We need to be able to transact with it every single day. What I like about that, Captain Jack talking about a paradigm shift where cryptocurrency gains a massive use case in the form of being the money of the web. All right, that dog will hunt. Elsewhere, former U.S. Congressman Ron Paul took the stage, had some incredible moments that inspired the crowd. See, I know I'm going to be a, a millionaire soon, and, and, and there's a little bit of discussion going on. But uh, the, monetary, the monetary freedom, though, is an issue that is very, very necessary. We have to have options. There was a bill that I introduced many times in Congress, and the bill was competition in currencies. No legal tender laws. And if you don't like or the monetary system isn't working and you don't like the dollar, you ought to have the absolute right to use whatever you want for money. I love it, Ron. Rage against the machine. And thanks to Bitcoin Magazine and Crypto Lemon for posting the live stream, by the way, for, to, uh, to help us pull it down. We had a, a half dozen other headline makers that got the crowd feeling it from Ron, though. Quote, we don't need the Federal Reserve. Quote, the Bitcoin people are more informed than people in Washington. Yes, indeed. Quote, there's a lot of things about Bitcoin I don't understand, but I do understand liberty. Ron was on fire. Quote, there's a lot of free money circulating out there these days, and it's all fake. The free money either means print it or steal it. Well, way to go, Ron. Next headline, crypto bulls say hyper-Bitcoinization is 10 years out, maybe sooner. This was part of a big panel conversation. They're working off the ideas and thoughts from Friday in Miami, where the author of the Bitcoin standard was joined by unchained capital head of business development, Parker Lewis, and Kraken growth lead, Dan Held. First of all, you're going to need a definition on that if you haven't already. Hyper-Bitcoinized, it means the digital asset would be regularly used as a transactional currency and held by individuals and businesses as normally as fiat currency currently is. It was described as the time where the entire world 
recognizes Bitcoin's value. So when's that coming? Dan Held was the most aggressive. He said, I would say at least a decade uh, would be the most likely and actually conservative estimate. Okay, we're setting expectations here for you, news teamers. Quote, if we do have an event where there's rapid devaluation of fiat currency, Bitcoin starts to surge or gets close to 1 million per Bitcoin, then we could see it much sooner, maybe five, six years or so. But that would be a very unlikely outcome. All right, pay attention to that. The conservative approach expressed by others brings it into view in 15 or 16 years. Hey, here's some highlights from day two and what you can expect, what is coming up today in Miami. If you're looking to catch something live or perhaps go back and find something after it has aired, Tony Hawk, 10 a.m. Eastern. That's the first speaker on the Stacking Sat stage. He's also going to be on the Nakamoto stage at 9.45 setting it up. It's going to be a full demonstration. How about 11.45, a panel on how not to lose your Bitcoin. That sounds valuable. 12.15, is it possible to time the market? There's, there's a big IndyCar announcement with Ed Carpenter at 1.30. Coming off that Indy 500 in the Bitcoin car, that was cool. Uh, there's a presentation on the Fiat stage at 1.30 called Making Texas Bitcoin Forward. All right, so there's things you can look forward to on the live streams. Other crypto headlines here outside of Miami. Solana's raising up to $450 million to cha uh, challenge Ethereum. Decrypt.co with the story. Story goes, yeah, the folks at Solana were thinking about closing out their round in March, but due to popular demand, they kept the party rolling. What will the uh, the money go to? They they want to uh, go uh, to and, and make a big play in decentralized apps. Your dApps there with uh, Sam Bankman Freed, Mr. FTX himself, saying they've had industry leading tech for a while. It's gratifying to see reality catching up. Indeed. All right, time now for the Neighborhood Watch, where we look at what top tubers and tweeters are saying and posting about our world of crypto. And we start with the governor of Texas right there, as the Bitcoin blooms are like perfume deep in the heart of Texas. Blockchain is a booming industry that Texas needs to be involved in. So I just signed a law creating a master plan for Texas to get involved in the blockchain industry. Thanks, Greg. Thanks for putting your John Hancock on that bad boy. New legislation popping up here down in Texas. Shoot, yeah, boy. Let's talk Bitcoin price. Benjamin Cowan, a quantitative analyst, also an engineer, tweeting, some will think the Bitcoin cycle ends ends of year. I think we still have a long ways to go. This cycle will likely take us into 2022, maybe 23. I'm going to enjoy the ride. In hindsight, in a few years, it will have appeared obvious all along. I'll take your word for it. Sounds good to me. I'll drink to it. I mean, and the guy is incredibly smart. I, I do hope he's right. He has 170,000 followers. Not easy. But the next halving is coming up in 2024. So is that a three-year bull run, then, then 10 months of bear, and then fire it right back up? I mean, the bulls charge, and I do believe in the, in the currency and the, the technology as well. So we shall stand, hold, and observe. Sam Tribuco here. It's a picture of the NBA arena in Miami where the Heat play, formerly American Airlines Arena, now the FTX Arena, named after the world's sixth largest crypto exchange, $135 million deal back in April. So a lot of fun for the Alameda and FTX boys who are in town and swinging by to check that out with the sign and all that. How about some, some Elon fun or some fun at his expense? He's very unpopular at Crypto Fatties. They take, they take crypto celebrities and they make them look fat with a Photoshop or whatever. It says, I eat way too much hot doja since these Bitcoiners 
or mean to me on Twitter. That's what you get. See you next Tuesday, Elon. And cheers to you if you made it to the end of this video. Cold beer coming right up. Cold beer here. Check back for more content on the tube and for Bitcoin 2021 content on Blockchain Radio, blockchain.radio. They're on Twitter at blockchainrdo. The Crypto Daily News, now available in audio-only podcast format. Remember, none of the preceding message is financial advice. It's just news. So, until tomorrow, for Will Riggs and the entire GD Crypto News team covering the world of crypto one Satoshi at a time, I'm Gavin Dawson at ease.